Welcome to the Dildorks, dorky discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist, a sex blogger, and I live in Canada, where it gets quite cold. Who are you, friend? I'm Bex. I'm a sex educator and a sex blogger. Uh, and I live in New York, where it gets fairly cold, but I never get to bitch about it, because <laughs> you live in Toronto. So I get to be like, oh, it's cold, and you're like, oh, poor baby. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think, like, weather-wise, the two cities are fairly on par, like, from having spent a lot of time in New York as well. But it is interesting how people in New York, like, freak out every time it snows in a way that Canadians just don't, really. Yeah, I have this theory that we all just like pretending because New Yorkers don't know how to take a day off. So every year we just pretend we've never seen snow before and panic and, oh no, everything's shut down. I guess I must stay in my house forever. Yeah. Oh darn. It's <laughs> it's like our our excuse to take care of ourselves. <laughs> it's like that feeling when you're like a kid and you're over at the house of someone you like and it gets to be so late that someone's like, well, I guess you should just stay over because it's going to be too too big of a deal to get you back home. And you're like, yes. Yep. But it but also the version of that where you've both been like trying to find things to talk about to distract yourselves so it hits that too late point <laughs> where you're both kind of playing the same game and a little bit of a little bit complicit in like creating this reality. I feel like that's what every New Yorker is doing. <laughs> yeah, and also like New Yorkers are famously kind of hard-boiled and not always good at like childish wonder childlike mm -hmm. wonder i feel mm -hmm. like snow brings that out which is nice yeah and it's also like we have to walk everywhere i mean that's true in toronto too but mm -hmm. like we're like mm, i don't wanna <laughs> and i can't just say that yeah <laughs> so oh no i cannot i just can't it's, yeah. it's so dangerous. <laughs> uh, it affects the subways, which are mostly underground. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might order soup tonight for delivery from a place that is literally down the street from me because it's just it's just one of those days. Uh -huh. But so the reason I'm talking to you about the weather, like a fucking small talk whiz over here, is uh, we are talking today about temperature play which um, I think that we've, like, had this idea on our list for a long time, but I was always kind of like, can we really do a whole episode about temperature play? Um, but today, I am in chronic pain and a little bit grumpy, so I'm happy to do a little bit of a shorter, less involved episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bex, what is temperature play? I mean, pretty much exactly what it says on the can, right? Mm -hmm any sort of play involving temperature, and I cannot use the words in the definition, but <laughs> playing with ideas of coolness or heat, temperatures outside of, like, what the body generally recognizes as body temperature to add mm -hmm. sensation. I think, I tend to think of it of as a division of sensation play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sensation play is a weird term to define. I had to mm -hmm. write about it in my book and I asked people on Twitter and people have pretty different ideas of what it means. But one of the general themes was like sensation play is um, playing with sensations, but without um, necessarily involving pain, uh, which mm -hmm. would fall under like sadomasochism. So 
a lot of people were saying like non-painful stimulus, like feathers, um, you know, uh, like ticklers or like temperature stuff or like Wartenberg wheels, like these sensations, like they can be really strong they can be really intense, but they usually are not painful. Mm -hmm. I tend to think of it as something that as a kind of kink that very much happens like on the surface of the skin. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas impact tends to be like deep, right? Even if it's stingy, Mm -hmm. it's still, you know, impacting the skin and the tissues and everything. Whereas for like, for sensation play, I tend to think of it as not necessarily soft, but Mm -hmm. surface level, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I tend to think of it as very much leaning on, I mean, in the way most kink is, but very much leaning on creativity Mm -hmm. and, like, the expansiveness of sensation and how many feelings can we create in, like, this big palette of feelings that may include elements of pain and elements of sexiness, but the point of the scene is more to explore all of those, like, that whole palette of sensations rather than just you know, a, a beating where you're like, all right, we're going to hurt you. Like, that is our goal this <laughs> evening. Or like, we're going to make you come. That is our goal this evening. Like, those are two very right. distinct paths. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think of sensation play as just kind of like playing around in the field of how things feel. Yeah, I think it being not super goal-oriented is also part of why it often falls into the category of foreplay for a lot of Mm -hmm. kinksters that I know. Like, it seems to be a thing where, like, you're not, as you said, like, explicitly going for, like, an orgasm. You're not necessarily going for, like, a huge kinky catharsis. Um, it's, it's just kind of like a way of like waking, waking up your, your nerve endings and maybe keeping someone on their toes. Like if you have uh, a blindfold on them or if you have them tied down and you're doing sensation to them. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's pretty different from a lot of other things that we do in kink. Yeah. I like, like, yeah, I think it's very often sold as like foreplay type stuff or as beginner type stuff right like every fucking kit has a tickler in it because you can get a feather for like three cents and (laughs) mass produce them you know um so i think it's almost in the way like hand jobs are kind of seen as this thing you graduate out of yeah uh whereas I've seen a lot of, like, relatively advanced kinksters fall back on sensation play stuff uh, as kind of, I don't want to call it a side dish or, like, an accessory, but kind of like an add-on or a way to amplify other scenes. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking especially if we're going to couple something like sensation play with, you know, uh, a sensory deprivation scene or even a mummification scene, right, Mm -hmm. where you can play with these, like, different sensations and nerve endings and then you know you mummify someone and you cut off circulation or you cut off other stimulation and suddenly these things that did seem very superficial and very um you know silly and cutesy feel totally outside of your reality or like because they're really great for mindfuckery too because it can be like what even is that feeling how does that And it might be something you're super used to, but because it's in this context of the story we created, or it's in this context of, you know, uh, your skin is really, really cold right now, or it's really, Mm -hmm. really clammy from being, like, pent up and compressed with, you know, saran wrap or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, you can totally change how someone experiences how something feels. 
Yeah, and like to your point about it being um, labeled as a beginner friendly thing, like I I do see that a lot, like in you know Cosmo and that type of thing. Mm. Uh, some common recommendations are like using an ice cube on someone, uh, that sort of thing. Um, but like there are ways to do like really advanced or scary or extreme temperature play. Like I'm thinking of like some people when they're doing knife play or like fear play involving knives will like refrigerate or freeze the knives beforehand because like the, the coldness makes them feel harder and like sharper and more dangerous. Cold steel. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and the ice thing is so weird to me too, because like having worked in sex media for so long, I had encountered that idea many times, obviously, because you see it in Cosmo alongside stuff like, using whipped cream and like tying someone's wrist together with a silk scarf or whatever. Um, but I, when I first started doing ice stuff, I did not experience it as a beginner sensation. Mm -hmm. Like it is very intense. I wouldn't say it's like necessarily painful for me, but I definitely like scream and wiggle away and get subspacey in the exact same ways that I do when I'm like taking a lot of pain from like electro stim or, something like that uh mm -hmm. and and it's it's just it's like when someone touches you with a piece of ice really quickly just in regular life and you jump and you have that like tense feeling it's like what if that but like you couldn't escape it and it was going on for like you know 10 or 15 or 20 minutes mm -hmm. um so like my brain eventually just like gives up and like goes into like subspacey euphoria land um but I'm basically like screaming the whole time. It probably sounds yeah. like I'm doing a very advanced scene. <laughs> well, and the thing about ice too is like you said, it doesn't super hurt, but it can. Yeah. Like it really it's something can. that is often suggested as an alternative to self harm is to hold an ice cube in one place until it melts mm -hmm. because it can be similarly like intentional, but also uncomfortable and, mm -hmm. you know, can hurt a little bit and like your hand's going to be fine. It's going to get a little wet, you know, mm -hmm. you're not going to actually damage yourself. Yeah. Um, but it can be very intense and in the same way, like sure you can use it alone, but pair some ice with an impact scene, like mm -hmm. beat the hell out of someone and then run some ice over the skin you just beat. Mm -hmm. A, that's going to feel a certain way. <laughs> um, and B, th the word warm-up is not, like, a euphemism. You are <laughs> intentionally getting the skin hotter. You're bringing all the blood to that area. Mm -hmm. And having all of that attention and heat in that area is what helps to protect it, right? It's a little bit of a buffer. Your body's like, oh, something's happening here. I should take care of it. Mm -hmm. cover it with ice, all that shit runs away again. You know, like, <laughs> your body is trying to protect itself from ice, so all of that blood is going to retract back again because your body wants to stay warm, right? So it's going to go up into your core <laughs> and try and stay warm, and you've taken away all of that warm-up, and you're starting from zero or, mm -hmm. or less again um, on a butt that is now bruised and in a lot of pain and <laughs> back down to normal. Yeah. Um, so, like, you can really fuck someone up with mm -hmm. an ice cube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also, it's it's a good one to have in your back pocket if you live somewhere where it ever gets really, really hot. Um, like, last summer, I don't have AC in my room, and it, there was this one, like, really, really 
terribly hot day. And my partner and I went to the art museum because that's like a fun air conditioned activity to do for a mm-hmm. few hours. Um, and then we came back here and um, I have these like jumbo size ice cubes because my partner is a cocktail nerd. And so I have I've developed these habits, um, but they're great for uh, temperature play scenes because they're huge. So they last a really long time. Um, like not, not too long. Like we found they, they would typically last like about the length of, a, of the type of scene that we'd like to do. But, um, one of the things my partner said about it was that they liked that as a top, they could actually feel in their hand, like how much the cold, like how cold it was and how much it was hurting. Um, mm. and like, of course it's going to register differently on their hand than it might on like my sensitive skin in various areas that like haven't been touched by it yet. But, uh, it, it gives them like at least some sense of what they're doing to me. It reminds me a little bit of a workshop I went to on Fireplay recently where they were mm-hmm. talking about like, if you're a fire top, you're going to get burned. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of the, <laughs> you are also playing with fire coincidentally. Hmm. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's another one of those scenes. And I think that's very true with like a lot of temperature stuff where mm-hmm. you're both experiencing it in the same way you might with like, a spanking with your hand versus an implement like Mm -hmm. it it kind of is a little bit easier to kind of track what's happening um but you also like it's worth noting because some sadists don't like feeling the things that they're doing um because i've had these conversations with like the difference between sadists and switches where switches are like nah i'll (laughs) like switches will do like a lot more rough body stuff a lot of the time Mm-hmm. Um, than strict sadists, at least in my experience, because they're like, no, no, this hurts me too. <laughs> like, <laughs> punching someone hurts, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I, I am also engaged in this process. Yeah, I guess, like, if you wanted to do ice-type stuff with someone and you didn't want to feel it, you could, like, wear a thick glove or something. Yeah. Um, or, like, have some kind of special holder made. I don't know what that would look like. Uh, but something I kind of like that you... Yeah, I kind of like that they that this type of scene allows you to both feel what's going on. I feel like it creates more of like the intimacy that we're often seeking with Mm -hmm. kink where it's like, Mm -hmm. we're both in this like sexy moment together. Although it is quite different from like, uh, PIV, like looking into each other's eyes, like that kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. I like, uh, I like how you talked about kind of being able to use it to cool off though. I did a scene a uh, couple years back, I think, at a summer camp. So it was hot as hell. We were all outside. It was a whole thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And a couple of my friends looped me into uh, this scene we were doing with someone who was just getting doused in ice-cold water. Um, we <laughs> had buckets like of it. Me. We had, oh, I would have hated it. But it yeah. was delightful. <laughs> like, all of those screeches that you're talking about, right? We had buckets of water that had ice in them. We had the hose that we were, like, spraying them with or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, like, fun and silly because we were out in a field throwing water and everything. But it was also, like, a pretty intense scene for that person mm-hmm. because your whole body being doused in cold. Like, we were covering them with towels afterwards. Like, it was cold. Like, it was hot outside, but they were shivering. Yeah. Um, Because your body is supposed to be a certain temperature, you know? So, it again, it's it's just water, but it's still a pretty intense experience. Yeah, and um, that segues into a point that's important to make, which is sometimes temperature play can be dangerous. Um, Yeah. 
and it doesn't look like it should be yeah almost (laughs) every kink i think has like at least some risk of something going wrong but like especially in more extreme forms of of temperature play there's definitely risks like obviously like you were talking about fire play and for sure you would want to have like you know a fire blanket and a fire extinguisher or at least like a damp cloth or something like that nearby um but even like wax play where you know the flame is supposed to be confined to like only this one candle uh, and it's pretty small usually like there's still a risk that you could like light your place on fire uh Mm -hmm. so you still got to take those precautions and keep that stuff around because you never know when you'll accidentally just just light something on fire that you didn't mean to absolutely and another big thing with wax play um, that people don't necessarily think of is they go wax play, right? I light a candle and pour it on my partner. Um, candles come in varieties. <laughs> there are kinds of wax. They yes. all burn at different melting temperatures and have different kinds of wicks. Yes. Um, all of those are going to impact what your bottom is going to feel. Uh, generally darker candles burn hotter. Candles with fragrance burn incredibly hot. I wouldn't recommend playing with them. Like, Mm -hmm. don't be stopping at Yankee Candle. Also, that shit's too expensive. Like, you know. (laughs) Uh, Come on. (laughs) Also, like, that seems like that would be way too much fragrance. Like, if you're using that much of it and getting it all over your body. Like, that, I don't even have a fragrance sensitivity and that's making me feel panicky to think about. (laughs) Yeah, um... Candles that are surprisingly great for this are those uh, pillar candles that you can find at your bodega. Mm-hmm. Um, Just like plain, the, white, unscented, like as plain as possible, as yeah. few ingredients as you can find. Yeah, um, but those, the religious candles, I can't think of what they're called, but they're Votives? in that tall... No, the ones in the tall glass, uh, Catholics, I think, use them. Mm. Um, but they're, it's a tall, bla- uh, it's a tall pillar candle in a tall glass container, Um which is a good, I see, they're all in, like, the grocery stores and stuff, um, but those I've heard can be really good for picking up if you're not picking up from, like, a kink-specific place. Hmm. Yeah, I, so I've actually only ever done wax play with candles that are probably, like, entirely wrong for doing it. (laughs) Yeah, I won a set of uh, wax play candles made by Doc Johnson, which... Mm -hmm. Let me just say, if you're looking for, like, specialty kink equipment for, like, kind of an obscure kink, or really a kink in general, I would not usually recommend going to, like, the big sex toy makers like California Exotics, Doc Johnson, um, Pipe Dream, because, like, they, they might have stuff, and some of them do have some good stuff, um, but overall, I think you're better off going to, like, specialty kink shops, like, look at Stockroom um, and places like that. I would even- say sports sheets. Tends yeah. to show up in a lot of, like, big box, you know, like, your average sex shop type mm-hmm. stuff. And their stuff isn't great, but if you were looking for a cheap, I want to try this out thing, mm-hmm. they generally trust their stuff more than others. Yeah. Wax Play is also one of those ones where, like, you don't necessarily need to get, like, a kink-specific one as long as you... Mm-hmm find like as we said like unscented plain usually the recommended materials are soy or paraffin mm-hmm. um because those i guess burn at a lower temperature or something i was fact checking this in my book recently but then it instantly forgot the reasons <laughs> um but so in addition to that i have also done wax play with another candle that i won at a different event which is light blue and shaped like a penis Great. um yeah, but the, 
the thing that was so funny about this was like after I did a wax play scene with it, it just looked like this like molten, just like <laughs> deformed, melted, like vaguely penis esque object. <laughs> Um, and I had it sitting on my desk for a while because it made me laugh. And then after a while, I was like, no, that's actually too disturbing. I don't want to look at it. <laughs> I, uh, so one thing I will say, if you are, like, thinking, you know, you like the idea of wax play stuff but are a little scared or not a huge pain person, a mm-hmm. great thing to start with are the massage candles that you can find at, like, every sex shop ever. Mm, yeah. Um they are, you'll see that they're called massage candles, and they have an extremely low melting temperature, and they melt into a massage oil. Um, so you can play with that, and it's going to go on, like, no warmer than, like, a warm bath. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you do want, like, you like playing with that, you think this is cool, you want to step it up to the next level, whatever, um, if you're looking for kink-specific wax play candles... Uh, I would go to Agreeable Agony. I mean, there's I, there's a ton of people that have them, but I like the ones Agreeable Agony makes because they pour them into little glass pitchers with a handle that actually have a pour spout, mm-hmm. which is really, really nice. They come And they also have smaller ones in little... Um, it looks almost like a tiny teacup. But again, yeah. it, it they're very easily pourable, uh, and they come in a ton of different colors, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I would say, like, if you're looking to do a beginner wax play scene or a wax play scene for the first time, um, some basic stuff that you will need is, like, some kind of thing to lay down underneath you to catch all the extra wax. So, like, I have a thing, a waterproof bed sheet from Sheets of San Francisco. Um, but, like, even a towel could work. I would imagine it would kind of fuck up a towel, but it would be better than, like, just getting a bunch of wax on your bed and then at the end of the scene you can like slice off all the little bits of dried wax with like a butter knife or a credit card and then wrap them up in the the blanket or the towel or whatever but like empty that out before you before you like forget that there's stuff in there like one time my partner did that and like picked up a towel the next day like oh what's this and it, it just like just unfolded and spilled everywhere. Yeah, they were like, uh, I have to go to work. I don't have time to deal with this right now. <laughs> so they just like vacuumed it later. It was it was truly a mess. I honestly, so I have not actually like done much wax play at all. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, uh, like I've played with stuff, but I haven't done a ton of scenes. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, the thing that I've am most interested about in wax play is getting to peel the wax off later mm-hmm. like it just feels so satisfying uh in the same way that i like grossly pick at my scabs and stuff but i'm like <laughs> i just like i love the idea of getting covered in wax and having like because i also love how colorful and pretty wax can really look on the skin mm-hmm. um so like I am attracted to wax simply because I like the idea of, like, becoming an art piece and then getting to peel it off. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it is very visual in much the same way as something like rope bondage. Mm -hmm. And if you are disobeying what we said and using colored candles, um, (laughs) yeah, you can can do, like, really cool designs on somebody's skin. My partner will often, like, take a picture of me at the end of a scene so that I can see it later because at Mm -hmm. that point I'm so subspacey that I have, like, no concept of what I look like at all. 
Yeah. And like, to clarify, I'm not saying that you can't use color. I'm just saying you're being meaner when you use color. Yeah. Like, it's just a a matter of understanding what you're doing to the person. Um, So like, also, if you buy a candle and you're testing it out, like, try it on your own skin first and see how that wax feels. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing to keep in mind, uh, you're going to be surprised by how different the temperature feels from like, pouring it out close to your skin versus higher up, it can Mm -hmm. cool a lot in the time that it falls from the candle to the person's skin. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can also get, like, a pretty wide variant in the amount of temperature just by, like, how high up you're pouring from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always do this type of scene with me cuffed to the bed because it is a type of pain that does make me kind of, like, writhe around and squirm away and stuff, which is, you know, mildly annoying for a top because they have to they have to get me back into position. But also, like, if there's mm-hmm. fire, it's dangerous because I could inadvertently knock the candle out of their hand. So mm-hmm. uh, we have found it most prudent to tie me down. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm actually curious about it because so a lot of my experience with wax, even when I was a little kid and was, like, occasionally brought to church stuff and they gave us the candles to play with, I would always, like, dump it on, dump the wax onto my hands and play with it or, like, <laughs> stick my fingers in it. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is, like, little baby me was, like, this is boring, I'm gonna play with the fire. <laughs> um, um, but I always really liked... What I found interesting about it, about heat in general, is that you have, like, the sharp sting of when it first touches you, but Mm -hmm. then it's also, like, warm, and as it cools, you feel it tightening on your skin because it's also kind of solidifying. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm curious, like, if you have a similar experience of that, of it has kind of the radiating pain um, versus just, like, the sharp sting of, uh, like, an impact type thing. Yeah, I mean, the thing that struck me the most when I first started doing wax play was that unlike almost every other type of kinky pain that I take, um, even if I am, like, screaming and, like, telling my top, please stop, like, it hurts too much, once they have dripped it onto me, like, they can't actually do anything else to, like, alleviate Mm -hmm. that. I mean, they could, like, I guess, sweep it off of me or whatever. But so there is this sense of, like, hopelessness in a way because um it it does take the wax like a few seconds at least to cool down to a place where it's comfortable and so Mm -hmm. i am just like gonna be in pain sometimes very intense pain for at least a few seconds and no amount of begging is gonna make my top able to like reverse that so in me it created eventually just this sense of like i was surrendering to the pain because I just knew that, like, begging my top after they'd already dripped the wax was, like, not going to achieve anything. So, like, for mm-hmm. me, that was eventually, like, kind of, like, a nice, relaxing type of uh, subspace. But, like, I could also see how that could be slightly panic-inducing. Because, like, um, if you're the type of person who flips into, like, from good pain to bad pain really quickly, you might want something that is easier for the top to, like, immediately stop and immediately make all the pain stop. Mm-hmm. One other manifestation of temperature play that I think is one of the more common things people do is heating or cooling your sex toys before you use them. Mm -hmm. Um, Most commonly, I think people will like put them in a bowl of like warm or cold water. And we usually say like, don't go too cold or too hot. Like, because a lot of we've all seen a Christmas story. 
Yes, exactly. You just don't always know, like, how your mucous membranes are going to respond to a thing that, like, your regular skin might respond fine to. Um, So just err on the side of caution on that one. But um, I do think that that is is fun for, like, fantasy reasons a lot of times. Like, Mm -hmm. um, something that is warm feels more like a human. So, like, I could see it being useful, for example, like, if the bottom had a blindfold on and the top was, like, talking dirty to them about uh, having a threesome with an additional person or um, if they wanted to do some kind of, like, CNC, like, rape fantasy thing, like, that would make that feel potentially more convincing. Um, Mm. Whereas, like, with cooling down toys, uh, I mean, that can be, like, shocking in the same way that we were talking about with ice stuff. Um, but also it could like lend itself potentially to role plays, uh, on the like non-realistic side of things. So I'm thinking like some kind of like medical play scenario or like you're fucking, uh, Edward Cullen or you're fucking a sex robot or Mm -hmm. whatever, which is kind of fun. Yeah. I think also just practically a warm toy, if you're talking about sizing up, um, a mm-hmm. warm toy is going to be a lot easier for your body to take. Whereas a cold mm-hmm. toy, you know, you're going to have that jump and all of those muscles in whatever hole you're approaching are going to do the same thing and be like, no, no thank you. Do not like, no. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> if you're talking about like a larger toy than you're used to, uh, or, you know, on the upper end of what you generally play with, and you're talking about putting it in, like, a bowl of ice water, you're gonna want more more warm-up before you try something like that. Um, I've also found in practice, if I don't warm up a toy, um, in addition to, like, feeling less like a human, um, I can also more distinctly feel where the toy ends and my body begins, Mm, in a way that's less true for a body temperature toy. I'm thinking specifically on the difference between something like an Enjoy toy and, like, a silicone toy. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I'm using my Enjoy toys in the winter and I'm too lazy to warm them up, um, if I'm not feeling lazy, I'll just, like, in the middle of watching TV, lean over and be like, I'm gonna jerk off later and just sit on it for the rest (laughs) of the episode. (laughs) Be like, it'll be fine when I'm ready. (laughs) Um, But, uh... Yeah, and you can feel the difference as it warms up to your body, um, Mm -hmm. and that line between, like, where you stop and the toy begins gets a little bit blurrier, um, Mm -hmm. so it's, I don't know, it's kind of interesting and, like, sharply in focus when it's so much cooler than the rest of your body, and I can imagine that would be similar if it was considerably warmer, um, although probably less healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's worth noting too, I guess, while we're talking about butt stuff, I I have heard people say that when you're doing an enema, you should not use, uh, super cold or super hot oh, water, which yeah, like no. just it makes sense. Cause that's your literal insides. Um, so I usually do like a lukewarm, but I do think if you are enjoying enemas for kind of like a humiliation play type of thing, I, I still wouldn't say do hot or do cold, but you could make it like a little bit less of a comfortable temperature, Uh, Mm -hmm. if you want a little bit more of that discomfort and that humiliation. Yeah, I would be careful with cold. Uh, My memory is fuzzy, but I'm fairly certain there is a medical reason. Um, I think it's not great for, like, the actual health of your insides for uh, that water to be cold. I think it, like, slows down peristalsis type stuff. Or I I don't know. Not great for your insides or your digestive tract. Uh, yeah. Which is not necessarily, I mean, might be something you want to fuck with when you're playing with someone. 
but probably not. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not suggesting cold, cold. Like, I yeah. think this is the type of situation where, like, even a difference of a few degrees can feel very significantly different. Mm-hmm. Um even to the point where, like, if it wouldn't register as different on your outside skin, it could still feel very different on your inside skin. But, yeah, I think you're right that, like, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you can actually, like, send your body into some kind of shock um, if your insides are cooled down too much. So, yeah, definitely um, stay in a middle zone with that. <laughs> think, if if you have children, think how you would test a bottle before giving it to your baby, right? Mm-hmm. On the inside of your wrist or, like, inside your mouth. Like, those nerve endings are very different. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're going to put something in someone's holes, check it on a sensitive part of your skin, not, like, your calloused fingertip where you're like, man, that seems fine. <laughs> like, or maybe that's just me when I've been baking all day and I'm like, yeah, it's 130 degrees. I'll just pick it up. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. Um, Also worth noting here while we're talking about toys is that some companies are now making toys that automatically Mm. heat up, uh, which is cool. I saw Satisfiers making some. um, Whatever happened to Lamoureux? Are they still around? They were making some I don't know. I loved them, though. I know. I think they're gone. I think they disappeared. Oh. It's very sad. That's a bummer. They were like, they made really good toys and they were also just really sweet. Yeah, they were they were elegant and beautiful. Let's let's pour one out for uh, Lamar Rose. Um, but yeah, you can you can find those, and they are kind of fun. They make me a little bit nervous, only because I am not totally sure how warm they get. I mean, like when we were talking to salespeople at ANME about their heated toys, I feel like at least two different salespeople said to us, "Like it doesn't get hot; it only gets warm." And I was like, "Okay, good." But I'm interested in the question of, like, why are you telling us that so adamantly? Because are people hearing this and thinking that you're going to burn their insides? Because I think that that's a reasonable fear. Yeah, I think that's a fear that a lot of people have. Um, that <laughs> is... What, that their holes are going to get burnt. Right. And, like, we were talking about how sensitive, like, inner membranes are. And yeah. we know how much body temperature generally is right like we know within Mm -hmm. a few degrees how warm people are on on average so i think if they want to create warming i mean they probably can just ratchet it up to like ooh, it gets to 100 degrees and our (laughs) bodies are like it's so warm (laughs) well the other thing i don't like about these is that i associate them with like there's certain sex toys that are just badly constructed mechanically so that when you've Mm -hmm. been using them for a while they start to heat up and when people first started making these heated sex toys i was a little bit like are you just like taking advantage of a mechanical defect and like remarketing it as a feature it's a feature not a bug (laughs) yeah exactly I don't think so, but I am always a little bit suspicious of that. See, my issue with heated sex toys uh, is comes back to practicality in that uh, they, again, require forethought and mm. preparation. <laughs> and they're always like, yeah, you know, it warms up within a few minutes. And I'm like, right. I mm, no, if it's been a few <laughs> minutes, like, I'm not deciding to jerk off and then staring at my toy for a few minutes yeah because it's not like you can like set it up to preheat and come back in an hour when you're done like (laughs) you're just gonna sit there and wait five minutes and i'm not going to i'm just not i know no (laughs) 
No, I, I was sent this product a few years ago called Warm, which is like a leather mm. case uh, that folds open and you can put your sex toys in there. And it's basically like an electric blanket for your sex toys. Um, but you do have to, according to the instructions, put them in 10 to 15 minutes before you're planning on using them. And literally almost every single time I tried to test this thing, either I would not be patient enough to wait that amount of time so the toy would not be warmed, or I would put them in there and completely forget I had put them in there. Um, I think there was an automatic timer shut off on that product, which is good because that could be really dangerous. But um, yeah, if I have to wait 10 to 15 minutes to begin sexual activity after the impulse first arrives, like it's just, I'm not gonna... I've moved on at that point, usually. <laughs> right. Like, and I'm not anti-planning sex. I'm not saying, like, oh, it needs to be spontaneity and I need to feel it in the moment. But, like, if, I plan- if I'm planning sex, mm-hmm. we're talking several weeks. <laughs> I... <laughs> I I am a Virgo living in New York. You know, we're I'm breaking out my calendar and like, yes, I have some time for you several weeks down the line, you know? Yeah. Or <laughs> I'm doing it like right now, but like 15 minutes is not the window that I plan things within. No, and I- I'm sure that this type of product is useful for some people, like maybe especially if they um, have like mobility issues or something that makes it difficult for them to go get like a big bowl of water, which I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, part of the problem too, though, is like I kind of eroticize the sort of kink dynamics at play in like one person warming or cooling down a sex toy. Like maybe it's like the sub is going to do that. Uh, on their dom's instructions in order to get the scene ready Um, or maybe it's like a daddy dom or like a nurturing dominant figure who's like warming up the toy so that it's more comfortable for their bottom Um, I just think that there's like a lot of different fun things you can do with that yeah I've also honestly never felt that strongly about the temperature (laughs) of a toy to, to care Um, and that's not to say that there aren't people out in the world who do, um, Mm -hmm. but, like, I could warm up this toy in a bowl of water for, like, five minutes or whatever, Mm -hmm. or I can put it in me and it'll be warm in a minute or two, like, (laughs) or I'll be too distracted to to care, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. I, but I do definitely notice it because also my nightstand full of toys is next to, uh, a w- like directly under a window. Mm-hmm. So on days like today, when I reach in there for a toy, I'm like, oh, okay, buddy, <laughs> we're just going to put you under the blanket with me for a while. <laughs> just going to, just going to cuddle this enjoy. Would you like to be the big spoon or the little spoon? It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree, and I think I think like the most useful uh, use of the warm bowl of water for me is for putting in lube or massage oil. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's cool because you can just put the whole bottle in there. You don't have to like go pour it in a bowl and like pre warm it in the microwave or whatever, um, mm-hmm. and just have it at the ready. Because like as you said, generally sex toys, I'm like I know this is gonna warm up in one to two minutes, but like someone pouring cold massage oil on me, like especially in that type of scene where like the intention is for me to relax, that's just like not not my fave. <laughs> Yeah, and that, like, I would say if you are a person who is putting massage oil or lube on another person, Mm -hmm. uh, particularly if it is cold, it is touching your hands before it touches that person, and your hands are much less vulnerable than wherever you're about to put them. So, like, rub them together for a second. (laughs) Just just create just a little bit of heat. 
Just like mm-hmm. warm it up just a tiny bit with your mm-hmm. hands. And like you you can get pretty far with that because it's probably not a ton of liquid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And again, like the, the cold and the, the, the coldness of something that like, quote unquote, should not be cold, uh, like like lube or massage oil can work really well with like a medical play type of scene. Like I de- I've definitely mm. done that. I have like a metal speculum. And if you pair that with like a very cold lube, I could see that being a fun, like mildly humiliating, like pelvic exam scene. And definitely feels mm. like more authentic if that's what you're going for. However, like my own medical play fantasies are I think more about uh, more explicitly sexual situations like the hysteria doctors in the Victorian era who like in the in the movie hysteria they actually do take the time to preheat the oil that they're using um, and when they when it's too cold they like comment on it because it's like freaking out the customers and stuff Aww. so it's like I like that dynamic where like they actually do care enough to make it comfortable for the person yeah the last time I had an exam the doctor did the like hand warm thing you should me. I really and I was think like, you, you know, like it only takes you a few seconds. Like that, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you don't it's... want your patient to be clenching their muscles. It doesn't help either of you. Right. One thing I think that's interesting that we didn't like super dig into around temperature play um, is that, I mean, you kind of touched on this, um, but the way, particularly playing with cold stuff, for me at, ver- at the very least, can feel kind of like a direct line to like a very particular subspace and also like a very particular kind of vulnerability Mm -hmm. um and like i recognize even like if my mental like outside of kink if my mental health is wonky or if i'm like sad or scared or like afraid or drained or any of that it all manifests as cold Mm, Um, yeah because i think Like, the feelings are very similar in that it's this desire to, like, curl inward and, like, Mm -hmm. protect your core and keep that, you know, keep that warm and, like, kind of retract into yourself. Yeah. Um, And I think it's interesting in the way that, like, temperature play can kind of bring that out. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, fire is kind of, I think, this intrinsic fear that we have, right? That, like, heat is bad. Like, our bodies know that. Like, we can be burned. Fire destroys so many things, you know, like, (laughs) um, I think it's a very primal fear, so heat Mm -hmm. can kind of bring out that, like, fear or whatever, but I feel like, at least for me, playing with cold can very, like, bring me into a very small, vulnerable place, uh, Mm -hmm. very quickly. Yeah, I'm the same. My teeth chatter when I'm deeply upset about things. I feel like, Mm -hmm. uh, temperature is very connected to, emotions um for humans and like i despite what we were saying earlier about how like temperature play is often recommended for beginners i actually find it's like one of the most emotionally cathartic types of kink play for me i think in large part due to the feeling of like hopelessness that i was describing before where like my top can't really do very much to like immediately soothe the discomfort when they've just put like you know dripped wax on me or, or applied an ice cube to my skin or whatever Um, So there is eventually, after a while, just this feeling of, like, I just have to let go and surrender and let it happen. And that, for me, is a very, like, tears-producing thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see also just, like, if you're playing with something enough to 
even shift like your overall body temperature even a few degrees mm-hmm. it's something that can feel in the way like it, it feels like it's coming from inside you it's something your body is doing to you and it's impacting mm-hmm. everything like yep. it's it's not like oh i'm having a pain on this one area but i'm thinking like i'm relating even back to when i have fevers or whatever where i'm like i'm i just can't not be hot like this is radiating <laughs> out of me it's yeah. not like it's something my body is doing but i'm still experiencing it mm-hmm. um and i i could see like it being similarly uh, overwhelming and, like, an experience um, to do a fireplace scene for long enough that it starts to get warm, or do fireplay in a warm room, um, mm-hmm. or do, you know, playing with ice cubes until, like, I'm genuinely a little bit cold, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and then obviously monitoring these things, because since it is something so core and, like, visceral to you, it can also fuck you up to have your body temperature off by several degrees in any direction for too long. Yeah, and I think that could make it easy to uh, make you safe word suddenly or make you want to stop the scene very suddenly compared mm-hmm. to other things where, like, that desire might build more slowly over time. Because, like, yeah, I've definitely experienced even non-sexually that situation where you just very suddenly are like, oh, my body does not feel good. It is not the right temperature right now. Yeah. And you just have to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would say keeping things nearby to, like, regulate temperature in the other direction is probably yeah. helpful, right? We're fucking with ice, have a blanket or two, something fuzzy and cozy and, like, soft or whatever. Um, yep. you know, you're, you're fucking with fire in a way that you're like, mm, it's gonna get toasty in here. Like, have a fan that you can turn on after, or cold glasses of water for each of you to drink, or whatever that looks like. Yeah, I like to keep the window open during wax play, and especially Mm -hmm. I like to do it when it's colder outside because uh, it it creates more contrast so that the wax feels more, like, impactful, but it also helps me from – keeps me from overheating, which is nice. Yeah. Is that it or are we done? Yeah, I think that's good. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of The Dildorks. I have been Kate Sloan. You can find my sex blog at girlyjuice.net and the rest of my writing at katewritesaboutsex.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at girly underscore juice. And you can listen to my other podcast. It's called Question Box. Where is your stuff? I'm Bex. You can find all my writing at bextalksex.com and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at bextalksex. Together we're the Dildorks. We're on Twitter and Instagram at the Dildorks and at thedildorks.com. You can also find us by searching the Dildorks in your favorite podcast app. While you're there, rate and review us. It does good things for us, I figure. Uh, <laughs> and go to patreon.com slash the Dildorks to throw money at us, which does even better things for us. I want to shout out uh, a bunch of our Patreon patrons. Some of these are new and some of them are not because uh, this interface is not really, it's not cooperating with me. But thank you so much to Kiri, Jenna, Kyle, Helena, Clay, AA, Owen, Alicia, Seth, Britlington, Jana, and Zuki. Um, you are all uh, helping to keep the proverbial lights on over here at uh, the proverbial Dildorks HQ. <laughs> she says while recording in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> There's one light on. That's fine. Um, thank you so much to Protodome. He did our theme song. Thank you to Amy. She did our logo. And thank you to you for listening. Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. Bye. 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 Bye.
Okay, it needs like another 10 minutes, I'm sorry. I definitely okay. also just ran through the apartment going do 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 <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. We all gotta make our own music sometimes. Sound effects make me do things faster. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an ADHD? Actually, probably. It, it probably helps like concentrate my focus and makes the task more interesting. Yeah. Fun fact. Uh, one of, like, my first ever roleplay fantasies was a, uh, temperature play thing, and I just didn't have, like, the words for it. But I was in high school, and I was like, I was like, what if we did, like, this roleplay where we were, like, really cold and, like, had to, like, snuggle with each other for warmth and then sex? And the person I was with was like, mm, or we could just fuck. I was like, I mean, I guess! <laughs> <laughs> Right? I think it was just because my apartment was genuinely freezing. Like, I think I was just eroticizing gross things that were happening to me at the time. But I, like, it's just, like, you mentioned temperature play, and I was like, I have zero experiences, but I have one high school fantasy. 